Hey guys, how's it going? Thanks for tuning in to the YFYI podcast. On this episode, I'm bringing you another live stream recording from Storytime with Sunny D, a 9 a.m. daily ritual that I started. On this episode, I'm going to be getting into the why, going to be talking about why you're going to need to understand what your why is and how to use it like an anchor to pull you through tough times, which a lot of us are going through right now. I think you're going to get a lot of value out of this, so thanks for tuning in and enjoy this episode of Storytime. Hopefully, if you're catching this on the podcast, maybe you'll be able to catch it live one morning, either on Instagram or on Facebook. Anyway, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening. Enjoy this episode of the YFYI podcast. So we're going to get things rolling with story time. This is officially the fourth, the fourth, can you believe it? The fourth story time episode. And I'm pretty excited about that. Story time for those of you guys that have been joining over the last week or so since this all started. You guys know this is a a little bit of a a passion project for me, something that I've been wanting to do for a while, and it's finally happening. So if you're joining on the live streams, welcome to story time. If you're joining, if you're joining on Instagram live stream, what up? Welcome to story time. If you're joining on Facebook, you guys that are on Facebook, welcome to story time. However you're joining, Welcome. Hopefully you're having a good morning so far. I'm Sunny D. I'm your host of Storytime. And I'm going to be giving you just a quick overview of what Storytime is all about. Storytime kind of started in my head a long time ago when I wrote my first book, which is your first year in the beauty industry, how to not just survive, but thrive in the business of beauty. And when I wrote that book, I also had this idea that I would do, you know, reading. I mean, it's it's not totally like an original idea because a lot of authors will do that. They'll go to a local bookstore in their community or in some city, and it'll be like a meet and greet where the author will be there. They'll read, they'll do some reading, and they'll, um, you know, kind of do autographs, hang out, and they'll read some part and kind of give you some of the backstory of it. And so that's something that I've always wanted to do. And since we now have this crazy amount of time on our hands, we can start to, because of the corona economy that we're living in, we can start to flush out some of these different ideas that we have or may have had. So that's just one of the ideas I've been playing with. So I started last week. This is episode four. Um, the audio version of the story time is also available on the YFYI podcast, which we're recording. So people that are listening on the podcast, thanks for listening. If you're listening on the podcast, come and join live sometime, uh, 9 a.m. Eastern time daily. And I go through a chapter. I'm doing a chapter every episode um, and just really, you know, reading through the chapter, reinventing the chapter, ad-libbing making some kind of real time in the moment, you know, edits into the chapter and 
adapting the chapter for the environment that we're living in today, which is this new corona economy that we're all dealing with. Uh, no matter where you are in the world, you're affected. There's never really been, I mean, there, there, I'm sure, arguably, yes, there's, you know, the flu, Spanish flu that killed millions and millions of people. Um, but in our lifetime, right, if you're alive right now, uh, for, mo for the most part, this is going to be the biggest kind of thing that's happened to us in a sense of health, wealth, and well-being. It's affecting all levels. Most of us are at home. And so while we're at home, what are we doing? You know, tons of education. This is where online is really getting, you know, it's having its moment. Social media is having its moment. Um, online, everyone's learning. There's a lot of schools out there. Like I work with a lot of the Paul Mitchell schools as, you know, a guest educator, guest artist. And a lot of the schools are now learning how to become, you know, online education <clears throat> first because the schools are closed down. All of my businesses have been closed down now for, you know, right almost a month. Um, so I've been at home, you know, going out for necessities only. And when I do go out for these necessities only, uh, what I am doing is uh, I'm being very, you know, cautious, but I'm also observing. And when I'm out there, I'm seeing, you know, I'm seeing, um, I'm seeing a lot of, it's just the interactions are different. Like when you do see somebody and you're at the, at the grocery store, you see somebody and it's kind of like, you're, you're almost like, Hey, you know, like, hi. And like, you know, everyone's kind of trying to keep their social distance and everyone's trying to, um, trying to, you know, be careful and, you know, God forbid somebody coughs when you're in public now, it's like everyone freaks out. It's like, oh, sh holy, sh like, what do we do? And now, you know, like the CDC is recommended wearing masks. So, you know, more masks, more masks, everybody's wearing masks. Um, but you do, you have to take these precautions because we're dealing with an, you know, a, a, you know, an invisible um, enemy and we don't know. And, you know, first it was like, all right, first couple of weeks, you know, young, you're invincible, you feel healthy, you're like, ah, this shit can't mess with me, you know, I got it, I'm good, and then all of a sudden, you know, I'm seeing people that I know that are 10, 15 years younger than me, sick in the hospital, intensive care, luckily recovering, um, you know, from young to old, and then it starts to kind of be a wake-up call. And, you know, my heart goes out to the people in New York who it's like the epicenter, they've been really hit the hardest with this, but it's, it doesn't, it doesn't, you know, it's not looking at age really. It's not looking at gender. It's not looking at where you live. It's not looking at your economic status. We've seen people with lots of money and people with no money, you know, dying from it. So it's definitely serious and it's an unprecedented time. And I've been encouraging you guys, if you're jumping on here for story time, to document, journal, take notes, you know, start documenting this entire process hopefully you're healthy you're doing well you're with your family or your loved ones but document this because i promise you when you're talking to your grandkids this is going to be one of those moments in time where they're going to learn about it in school and if you're living through it right now and you're able to document it record video write a journal um, you're going to want to be able to share you know what you were doing or what you know how you dealt with this period of time because it is it's truly it, it's um 
it's something that we'll hopefully never see or have to experience again in this form. Um, we will experiencing we will experience more downturns. You know, I started my salon and the the beginning of the global, uh, you know, the recession, the financial crisis, the housing market bubble had just burst. And so this is the second time in my journey as a business owner that I'm experiencing like financial hardship. But back then I was just starting. So I was already in a financial hardship because I didn't, A, I was starting a new business. Um, B, I had tried to do it twice and lost every dollar penny that I had. So I was literally on my ass with nothing when I started. So it could only go up. In this particular environment with the coronavirus, I was doing okay, right? I've got multiple salons in different states. I've got a couple different, you know, businesses that I build. I've got a education, you know, part of my business flow. I've got, you know, I go out and do speaking engagements with books and all this and that. So all of that just stopped, right? And so now we're all doing social media, interacting, um, but it's given me a fresh kind of set of eyes. And I'm looking at this now, like, how am I gonna be different? And that's a big theme of story time. As I'm going through these stories, I want you guys to be thinking about that too. How are you gonna be different on the other side of this? Um, what are you gonna do different on the other side of this? Um, you can't come back out of the coronavirus pandemic and being you know, quarantined at the house for a month or six weeks or whatever. You're not gonna be able to go back and be the same. You're just not. You're gonna be fundamentally different from a perspective of like, your finances, your um, interactions with people, your sense of well-being and security, everything's gonna change a little bit. But what I'm trying to encourage you guys to do as we're going through this and we're all experiencing this is to try to get those fresh eyes. You know, I'm, I'm working on new business concepts and ideas and trying new things like story time. This is a new, you know, idea. It's a new concept. I've got some other businesses that are brewing. I'm interacting with my team every single day. We have these meetings and I'm like, man, this is actually, I'm, I'm actually getting closer to my team and talking to them a lot more now than I did uh, when I was working full time and traveling in between four salons and, and being on the road and flying everywhere and doing everything. It's almost like, you know, everything's been slowed down, so now there's an opportunity to catch up. Um, there's a, also an opportunity to mix up, you know, mix up what you're doing. Think about some things differently. Even when you go back, if you're an independent or you're not even in a salon yet, you're a student. Um, I know a lot of, of uh, future professionals and students jump on here. When you go back or when you go into the salon, you know, you're gonna have learned some things during this period that are gonna be valuable they're gonna be valuable to that potential salon owner. They're gonna be valuable to that potential salon team. They're gonna have change too. They're gonna to be looking for different things. So now is better time than ever to really kind of get some fresh eyes, maybe reinvent some of the things you're doing, reinvent yourself, um, really take a, take a 30,000 foot perspective. I call it droning out. You know, you can fly out, take a 30,000, foot perspective of your business and how things are going. You know, is your salon gonna get bigger or does it need to get smaller? Is your is your savings need to be bigger? Probably. Um, does your money need to be diversified a little bit so you have different multiple flows of income? MFI, multiple flows of income. If you're taking notes, write that down. Multiple flows of income, MFI. Do you need those? 
Uh, probably, and now you're finding out why. Because what if 100% of your income was tied to you leaving your house every single day and now all of that went away, right? You can't leave the house now. Or your salon, your business, your boss said, hey, we gotta close down. You know, so if you were tied, if you were tied to one flow of income that required you uh, to have to leave the house, to have to get out there and to have to, you know, physically put your hands on something in order to have a dollar come into your account, then now is a good time to start thinking like, man, I was leveraged. I was, I was vulnerable and the coronavirus exposed it. You know, in 2008, you know, what exposed it was, well, there was a lot of things going on, nefarious acts and all that, but what really exposed it was, you know, people thought, everyone thought they were a real estate investor. Everyone thought, you know, what's too good to be true a lot of times, right? What they say is, it is if it seems too good to be true. And so when they got exposed, it was like, you know what? Your income wasn't wasn't equating to your your outflow, right? So the inflow and the outflow. So now's the time to think about like what could I do to diversify myself. It's not saying you're going to like change career paths. If you're a great hairstylist or you're a great lawyer, you're a great chiropractor, you're a great whatever, that's great right there's no there's no no one's gonna say hey stop doing that because that's not you know reset we always thought in the hair industry right our our industry was recession proof well we're in a recession definitely you know right now we're going into one and maybe beyond it but we're this just showed that we're not maybe we thought we were recession proof but we're not proof of everything we're not like pandemic proof we're not you know corona proof so Here's the thing, as you guys are thinking about this, and I've been sharing this on story time, I want you to start thinking about what could I do or how could I add to my income? Sometimes we like, we shit on people, we see somebody doing something else and we're like, oh, they're trying to be or trying to do or trying to whatever. And that could come from a lot of places. It could come from a place of, you know, we're jealous of that person or it could come from a place of, you know, we wish we were doing that. But for some of the people that it started little side hustles, right? Started a little side business, whether it be, you know, making jewelry, selling handbags, you know, some, some of the different, you know, multi-level marketing companies, fitness, this, that, and the other, you know, are we poo-pooing on them now? Are we are we shitting on them now? Because now they may have a little bit of income coming in from that. Maybe it wasn't a huge flow and maybe it wasn't going to change the world. You know, for them at the time, it was just something that was trickling in. But now it may be their only trickle that they've got. So everyone at some point, you're going to be faced with some kind of challenge. So being able to deal with multiple, you know, being able to deal with multiple challenges is gonna require you having multiple solutions. And those solutions that I'm talking about are multiple flows of income. And yesterday we went through the chapter on money. Uh, we talked about, you know, show me the show me the money. That was chapter number uh, chapter number four we read yesterday. Numbers don't lie, and I shared some of the insights and, and things on that. Um, we went through the hustle muscle chapter. So far, we went through the introduction, which I got to share some of my backstory, as twisted and crazy as it was, that landed me in the beauty industry. Um, and you know, I'm thinking about today. We're going to pick out another chapter and go through. 
Uh, and as I'm thinking about that, I just wanted to share some of these insights because I wake up thinking about this stuff, right? I wake up thinking about, you know, how can I, you know, create either multiple flows of income. And now, when you think about that and you're like, okay, you know, Sunny, Sunny D said, I got to get another flow of income. I'm not talking about, you know, something off like the cuff, like oddball, like jump on the bandwagon because everyone's doing it. I'm talking about what else are you interested in, right? You're interested in other things. Um, your you, other things have sparked your interest in the past, other things that are on your mind. You know, you started hair, a lot of people, especially in the beauty industry, right? We're, start, we're talking about people, when you think about it, most of us started doing hair as just a side thing. It was just a hobby thing. And then we turned it into an income. We went to beauty school and then we, from beauty school, we went into a salon and then some of us went into education and some of us went into salon ownership, but it all started on the side. Like I shared with you guys that, you know, I was cutting my own hair at 11 years old because I got a jacked up haircut while I was sleeping from my little brother that I had to fix. So like my first haircut was a corrective haircut. And then, you know, going into the military, I'm cutting hair on the side, getting a few dollars. Being in prison, I'm cutting hair in prison on the side, right? In prison, you they're not you don't they don't pay you to cut hair. I mean, they do. They pay five dollars a week, literally five dollars a week. But I would get tips here and there from the guys because we were only allowed to do one haircut, like one size guard all over. So you could get like a one all over. You can get like a two all over, but it was all just a one length all over haircut. But inside, you know the the. The prison guards would kind of look the other way if a guy came in and wanted to fade and you know i'd fade him up because his girlfriend was coming to visit him at visit for visitation that weekend and then he slipped me you know an extra dollar or if i edged up a beard it would be like they slip you know an extra two dollars so i was able to hustle and make more than just the five dollars a week you know so i could buy some snacks from the commissary or, or buy they had one pair of shoes that they would um they had there like a like a, I guess probably a uh, discontinued pair of like Converse and you could buy those which were better than wearing the traditional prison sneakers were, which are like a, uh, you know, a knockoff, you know, uh, faux pair of, of like Chuck Taylors or something like that that would wear out in a second. So there was, there was that opportunity. So it was, but it was on the side. You know, I cut hair in the military on the side right? Just making a couple dollars. My main gig was being a Marine, right? Cutting hair in prison. I'm doing that on the side. My main gig, if you want to say it was, I was an inmate, right? But I was hustling on the side. So a lot of you started in the beauty industry. Your hair thing was a side hustle that turned into it. So you probably have some, and you might've been, you might be toying with the idea, but what stops us a lot of times it's just a matter of confidence, it's a matter of self-esteem, it's a matter of you float the idea to your boyfriend or your girlfriend or your mom or your sister or somebody or a friend, a colleague, and they kind of shit on it, right? They're like, oh, you know, no, you're a hairstylist. No, don't, don't start, you know, making crafts or whatever and selling whatever. That's not the, that's not, that's not what you're looking for. You can be the hairstylist, but yeah, having something else that you can get flowing on the side and you don't have to give up your main. That's, that's one of the mistakes that I see a lot of people do, right? They'll start something on the side and then they'll give up their main. 
right? If I've got this one faucet that's flowing money to me, that's my main, right? My main, I think of it like, a, you know, when, when um, sometimes the sanitation or, or the plumbing, they, like the city will come out, right? There's a flood going on. They say, what happened? Oh, a main busted right? Think about what a main is. That's a gusher. That's a, that's something that's flowing heavy. So if I've got a main income source, a main that's flowing at me and I start doing, you know, I'm, I start making belt buckles on the side, right? And I've got now, I've got my main and I've got my belt buckle side hustle. I'm making those, you know, I work, you know, maybe, you know, nine to five, I go home at, at night, I make a couple belt buckles. I started a little online shop. I'm selling a couple belt buckles. Boom. Now I've got a side hustle. I'm not giving up my main. Now, if my side hustle income gets close to or and or matches my main income, then I've got some decisions to make. I could maybe decide, do I want to give up my main? Do I want to keep both flows going? Do I want to reduce my main and then let my side hustle that started off with just a little trickle become my main, you know. So things to think about, you know. And and I'm I'm not talking about having only one side hustle, right? I'm talking about having three, four, five, six. If you study successful people, you study people that are in good financial positions. There, none of them have one source of flow. None of them have one source of income. They all have two, three, four, you know, five, six, seven, as many flows as possible. You know, and, and a lot of those flows, they're connected in some way, shape, or form to the main. You know, for my my own story, right? I go into the the business of beauty as a stylist. Then I start educating, working in the Paul Mitchell schools. I'm an educator teaching, you know, the future stylist. Then I start educating for the company, going into salons. So that's three flows. I got my main flow as a stylist behind the chair. I got my secondary flow coming from educating in the school. I got my third flow coming in from educating in salons. And those are little trickles, right? But they're flowing in, but they're all connected to my, my interest, which is the beauty industry. And then I decide you know, to start writing books. I got another flow coming in there. Then I decide to start doing some consulting for salons on the side. Got another flow coming in there, a little trickle. You know, not, not game changing, right? I'm not a New York Times bestselling author, but I'll go out and do speaking engagements where I can collect a little money there. I'll sell some books, I'll collect a little money there. Then maybe I start some merchandise. I've got some shirts, which you know I'm giving giving away right now. The people um, that are on our on the website, you can go look for YFY swag. If you go to the website, thesalon1.net, and there's a few. Whatever is in the inventory, if it says it's sold out, it's gone. But you put in the promo code Storytime W for the women's shirt, Storytime M for the men's shirt and uh, pick a size if it's still in stock you'll see it's in stock and you get a free t-shirt just pay for the shipping it's five bucks anyway i digress but i'm selling some merch that's another flow coming in so there's multiple flows of income and what happens when one flow dries up right your attention right where the money flows or your attention goes so if one flow dries up like what happened with the corona economy hit us Right now we're in this new position where now I'm you know, opening salons, right? That's a flow. Still doing all those other flows, 
right? I'm still a stylist behind the chair. I'm still doing the education bits and pieces. Got some flow coming in there. Still doing the speaking. Still doing, you know, writing the book. So I've got all these flows going. Now the corona hits. Boom. What happens? You know, as a business owner, you know, four different salons, it was the same concept. I opened one salon, then I'm like, okay, I got a flow coming over here. Open another salon, got a little flow coming over here. Open another salon, got a little flow coming over here. Now, all of these income streams, all of these different flows of income, they're all at different points in the cycle. But I never, you know, get into a position where I'm in one flow only because something is going to happen right something is going to happen so when something does happen right if you if you know and you see it you know where you see it a lot you see it in like um in sports you know nowadays the athlete is getting they're getting they're getting smarter and with with their entire positioning because it used to be you come in to the league right football basketball baseball whatever and that's your flow that's your main thing that's what you do boom something happens you go bust your arm gets broken your knee gets taken out your flow stops and then you're you're shit out of luck but nowadays the modern you know athlete is like oh i'm going to work social media i'm going to start a clothing line i'm going to get into restaurant ownership i'm going to write a book i'm going to you know get into a little bit of acting you know because they realize Right, that one flow. If all I can do is, you know, run the ball or shoot a basket or hit a baseball, eventually that's going to stop. And then what do I got? And so when you think about that, if you haven't ever thought about that, I don't care if you're a doctor, a lawyer, a chiropractor, a hairstylist, um, you know, you work at the grocery, I don't care where you, what you're doing, whatever you're doing right now, it doesn't mean that's all you do. Because if you end up in a position where you have only that one flow and then boom, Corona hits you, you're going to be left out in the cold. You know, so think about it. Think about diversifying. Think about how you can get a second flow. And remember, the main flow is the main flow. Those second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth thing, those things, may, they're just going to be trickles. They're not going to get 100% of your attention. You give your attention goes where the money flows. You're going to look at those different things and you're going to divide that attention accordingly. But I'm going to tell you what, if all of a sudden, you know, that other flow overtakes another flow, then guess what? That's going to take your attention that way. So think about some of those things. What else is connected to you in the industry and what you do and think broad. Don't think narrow, think broad. You got time right now, so now's the time I want you to be thinking. Uh, be thinking broad, and I'm kind of you know, sharing a lot of this because of the chapter that I'm gonna read today. And um, it's, a, it's a, it's so all of this th is to kind of prime the pump. You know, when you think about a well, how a well works, if you ever lived on property with a well or ever researched a well. So the well, right, it's just a hole in the ground, essentially, right? It goes all the way down, all the way down, all the way down, all the way down. And then it has this handle, right? And this handle, you know, creates a little action and it starts to pull. It starts to pull water, starts to pull water, starts to pull water. So you're pumping this handle. You're pumping and pumping and pumping and pumping, trying to pull the water to the top so it can come out this little spigot right and so to get that thing started 
you're constant, you're pumping hard. You're like moving, 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 moving. You got to keep pumping and you can't stop because the water is slowly coming up, 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 slowly coming up. And now you pulled, you applied enough pressure, you pulled that water all the way to the top and it starts to flow. Once it starts to flow, bam, guess what? Then it's just a little bit of pumping that you have to do. But you have to prime it, right? So the prime it, you might have to put a little water in there so it kind of go down and it can pump and it can kind of prime it to bring it up. And once you prime it and you get it flowing, then it's a little bit of effort, a little bit of attention. Can't never stop, but a little bit of, bit, bit of attention will keep the water flowing. So what I'm doing, you know, this morning, I I've been priming the pump. I've been just trying to get to get to your mindset a little bit. It's an interrupt the little story you've got going on in your head right now and just get you to start thinking about a broader perspective, right? Right, thinking about what you are and what you do. I've got a, two guest artists I'm gonna be speaking with, a school out in Utah this, uh, this morning and a school out in Milwaukee this afternoon. And as I was going through my presentation last night and just preparing some things, you know, I was thinking about those questions uh, and there's two main questions that I want you to be able to answer. You know, we can have this conversation in the comments later. We can talk about it more. I'm thinking about maybe doing a Zoom so I can get some of you guys live. So if you guys are into that, you know, throw some so throw some emojis up. If you want to do a Zoom, a live Zoom where we can all kind of get in a room together, I think we can do like up to maybe 100 people with uh, the Zoom that I've got going on. So we might do that. But I want to I want to know if you had to answer these questions, like what do you do? How would you answer that? Or if you had to answer the question, what business are you in? How would you answer that? And what I'm trying to get you to, to think about this morning and to prime these thoughts of what I do. Now, some people might say, you know, I'm a hairstylist, right? That might be true. That might be something that you do. That might be what you are. I am a hairstylist, but what do you do? It's a bigger question. It's a broader answer. Let's take some time and think about that. And, this, and the second question is, what business are you in, right? Because if you answer that question, you say, well, I'm in, I'm in the salon business, or I'm in the, the beauty industry business, or I'm in the hair coloring business, or I'm in you know, your chiropractor, you're like, I'm in the back cracking business, I'm in, you know, or you're a lawyer, I'm in the legal business. That's not the, that's not, that's a narrow answer. That's a, that's an obvious answer but what you do and what business you're in think about the broadness of that i was on a call last week with a group and we're talking about that and they're talking about educating people changing people's lives um, spreading positive messages they're talking about what they did and nobody said and i had hairstylists and salon owners nobody said you know that that was all they thought of you know was oh, i'm a hairstylist like not the obvious. So start thinking broad because in that broad thinking, you, might find, you may find that, yeah, you know what? If my objective is to educate people, if my objective is to inspire people, if my objective is to motivate people, there's lots of different ways I can do that not just cutting hair, not just being in the salon, not just, so then when the corona economy hits and you're forced to be in a stay at home order, like 92% of the country is under right now, you're not like, oh no, I can't do anything because all I did 
was cut hair. All I, my business was was a hair colorist. So start thinking in that broader perspective because there's probably things out there that you've been thinking about and like, like you know, you've been kind of like, yeah, I'm not, that's not, why not? You know, why not? And so in thinking a little bit more about that, the chapter that we're, we're touching on today is, and we're going in all different kinds of orders because really the book, I mean, you could read the intro in, in the beginning, uh, but the other chapters, you can really read them in any order. But we're going to go back into the story here. So we're in YFY, your first year in the beauty industry. And we're going into this chapter. It's chapter number one. It's called Why. And this is maybe help kind of expand that thinking a little bit. So like every chapter, we start off with a quote. And this is one of my favorites. And this has a lot to do with what we're reading today. And this has a lot to do with what I was talking about leading up to this. So the quote goes, I am always doing things I can't do. That's how I get to do them. And that was by a guy named Pablo Picasso. So I want you to think about that just for a second. You know, I am always doing things I can't do. That's how I get to do them. You know, like taking when someone says that's the, that's something that fires me up the most. When it's like, oh, you can't do that. Like I, if someone says that, I just I get so motivated. I get so fired up. I get so you know, like just like ah, I'm like ready. Like oh really? Oh really? You know, and and you think about some of the things you may have done and leaps you may have taken may have been inspired by that by somebody telling you you can't do something. Um, so that was Picasso. I'm always doing things I can't do. That's how I get to do them. Pablo Picasso. Back to the story. Why? Is this industry for you? Why? That is the question. I want to start with, I want to start with why. Out of all the industries and occupations out there, why the beauty industry? You need to ask yourself that question. You need to ask yourself that question over and over at least 21 times. And if you cannot come up with 21 answers, then you might need to reconsider. If your why is strong enough, if your why is anchored in something that truly moves you, then that will give you the ability to deal with any obstacles that come your way anytime, anywhere. So you need to ask yourself, why? Why this industry? Why this book? If you're looking for another how to become a six-figure stylist book, then just stop reading because this is not it. The reality is the majority of beauty school graduates are not going to make it past their first year, let alone their first $100,000. What is going to make you different? It is going to be your why. When I think about my own why, I think about my sons. That is what gets me going every day. That is what keeps me moving forward through all the obstacles, all the adversity, all of the naysayers, and any other challenges that come. So I need you to think about why. What is your why? You could have chosen any industry that you wanted. You chose the beauty industry. If you are in school right now, you chose to go to that school you're in. If you finish school 
If you're already in the field and you just picked up this book, then maybe you are deciding that now is your time, but you need to know your why. You have to look at your why like an anchor, and that anchor, just like an anchor on a ship, is going to dig into the floor of the ocean so deep and hold that ship still no matter what kind of current rocks it. That needs to be your why. So maybe for you, it's your family. Maybe it's your kids. For me, I never want my kids to experience what I experienced at 15 years old, being homeless and living on the streets. I am dedicated to never having that be a part of their story. But what about for you? That is the first thing you need to think about. And I'm going to jump in here for a minute. So, uh, right, you know, when my when my mom died, I left home and I was living, you know, on the streets in the winter. And I'm from up north in Connecticut. I was living in a in my uh, an old car that was in my old neighborhood across from my old house that we got evicted out of. And I'm sleeping in the back of this car, freezing my ass off. And you know, I think about that. I'm like, you know, that could happen. And that happens like to kids, you know, right now. And you know, being a parent, I'm like, I don't want, you know, my kids to ever be in that position. So I'm going to try to fight and claw and do whatever I can to be able to, you know, not have that be a part of their situation. And they, um, you know, and, and they, they may or may not know that, but I know that that's an internal driver for me because I know, you know, what that could feel like, what that could look like. Um, so that's a big part of, you know, getting going like doing what we do doing what you do so for me but everyone's why is is an individual thing so back to the story when you think about your why what is it going to do is going to do a lot of essential things for you it is going to hold you accountable when you think about accountability your why is who you are accountable to or who you are accountable for it is also going to help eliminate some of the things I see preventing so many people from moving forward or achieving their goals. The why eliminates excuses. When you have a stomach ache and you do not feel like getting out of bed, your why will cure that stomach ache. Your why will remind you why it is you're commuting an hour and a half one way to get wherever you are going. Your why is a constant reminder. You need to think about your why and why it is you're doing what you're doing and you need to write it down if you have a picture of it you need to keep that picture with you because the days are going to come when you're ready to quit and that's natural when those days come your why is going to prevent that now i do not want you to get romantic and start talking about things like i want it really bad i want to make a lot of money i want this or i want that because all that is just lip service. I am talking about a real reason. A real reason is something that you want like a breath of air. Think about the story of the teacher and the pupil. The pupil comes to the teacher and says, I really want to learn about success and how to become successful. The teacher says, if you really want to learn, meet me down at the beach tomorrow morning at 6 a.m. and I will teach you. The pupil shows up and the teacher says to the pupil, are you ready? The teacher takes the pupil by the hand and walks out into the water. Is this really going to teach me what success is? The teacher says, <clears throat> the pupil says, the teacher says, yes, 
You have to trust me. They begin to walk into the water, chest deep. The pupil looks a bit scared and confused. The teacher does not look at the pupil at all. The teacher just has his eyes set on the horizon. They keep walking until their feet are barely on the ground. He takes the pupil and has him face in the opposite direction. The teacher then pushes the pupil down under the water. As the pupil starts to flail and gasp and try to regain his head above the water, the teacher continues to push the pupil under the water. The pupil is flailing and flailing, losing all kinds of balance, and the teacher starts to drag the pupil, who is out of energy, and choking on the water out of the ocean. As they get to the shore, and the pupil is on his knees, coughing and breathing heavily, he asks, What are you doing? I, I wanted you to teach me about success, and you're trying to kill me. The teacher responds, When you were out there, and I forced you under the water, what did you think about? What did you want? What were you fighting for? The pupil says, breathing heavily, the only thing I wanted was a fresh breath of air. The teacher replied, well, that is the definition of success. When you want it as bad as you want that breath of fresh air, that is what it is. So, the question to you, as you're thinking about your why, is your why something that you attach to yourself? Yes. Is your why something that you anchor so deep and you want it so bad, as bad as you want to breathe? Yes. That's your why. You will fail, but the key is when you fail or fall is that you try to fail forward. You have to be extremely hungry because this is a long journey. Going to school, getting to the end, that final clock out, and your final getting your final hours, it's a big celebration. Think about the celebration. The celebration at the end of the official hours is really a celebration of the beginning. It is the beginning of your career, not the end of your journey. It is just the start. I want you to think about what your why is, and I want you to be thinking about how deep you can anchor it. Is it something you're willing to fight for? It should be, because this is your career. After finishing beauty school, the prep work, the start of the foundation has been laid. The work that comes after is the real work. There are a few things that you will need to consider when you're thinking about your why. As you are going into the industry, what is it that you're trying to get out of this industry? What is it that you're trying to satisfy? What needs do you have? You'll want to get out of this industry some of the basic needs, some of the basic needs that every human has. As you come out, you want to think about needs like certainty. When you come into the industry, you are most likely looking to avoid pain and you are looking for uncertainty because you want some variety and excitement. You also want to feel significant. You want to matter. You will look for connection, to be loved, as well as growth. The last need, of course, is to contribute to society and to the business that you're working for. These are all needs that you'll want met. One of the hardest things you'll be facing is yourself in the mirror. 
and being 100% honest with where you are at in life. When you look yourself in the mirror and ask yourself, why am I doing this? You must be able to make eye contact and with 100% conviction say to yourself, this is my reason why. Whatever that reason is, it needs to be written down. You need to be staring at it, reading it, and reminding yourself of it every day. One of the other key ingredients is anchoring your why. In anchoring your why is going to be your self-image. How do you see yourself? Not only from the outside in, but from the inside out. How you see yourself will be reflecting in many ways. How you dress up. Are you dressing up for the job that you have? Or are you dressing up for the job that you want? When you think about the potential earnings, what your goal income is, whether it be six, seven, or eight figures, it doesn't start when you get to that level. Your image starts now. So you need to start dressing up before you ever get to that level. Another key ingredient is going to be your confidence. Now, where does that confidence come from? Well, a lot of it does not come naturally. When I was coming into the industry, I was very excited and had a lot of enthusiasm, but I definitely did not have much confidence in what I was doing. I did not feel prepared to deal with any situations that I was going to be faced with in a real salon environment. I had my education to back me up, but I no longer had my teachers there to check my work. I was now independent, not codependent. So where does that confidence come from? It, a lot of it's going to come from practice, knowledge, and a constant never-ending goal to improve your skill set every single day. For me, a lot of what strengthens the confidence is something that in our company is called brain aerobics. I want you to try to imagine what the human brain looks like. The massive tissue inside your head between your two ears. A lot of times when it comes to our brains, it's one of the most neglected parts when it comes to our anatomy. You see people spending time on their biceps, triceps, legs, all different muscle groups in the gym relentlessly trying to improve their outside appearance while neglecting their mind. Their mind has not seen a gym in forever. Their mind is out of shape, on condition, in an utter mess. Why is that? What can you do to change that? Well, I believe it begins with a healthy diet. I would recommend to start with at least 30 minutes a day of some sort of positive programming. That may be an audio program, reading 15 minutes, or 30 minutes of positive information in a book, such as this one or other books that exist. There are other resources that you can use like YouTube, TED Talks, I'm going to jump in here and add in, I mean, since this was written, I mean, you can look at Instagram, you know, you have Facebook, you have all kinds of platforms, podcasts, you can find information really anywhere. I will, back to the story, I will share some of my mentors that I listen to and read from in future chapters. In this day and age, there is no shortage of information. 30 minutes would be my recommendation. Since I have started this, mind aerobics for 30 minutes a day, and this is non-negotiable, it has completely changed my outlook. It keeps things in perspective. It keeps your focus and further cements your why and the reason you are doing what you are doing. One of the other things you need to be, if you're going to make it and make this happen, is you need to be sold. You need to be completely sold and convicted on the mission. I am going to make it through this first year. 
you need to develop a mentality that I call a burn the ships mentality. This is from one of the ancient voyagers, Cortez, who landed on an island with his crew and ship. When they landed, they knew they were grossly outnumbered. Cortez instructed his crew to burn the ships. That's right, light a fire to the only means of transportation that they had from the island. And then he turned to them and he said, we will either conquer the land and defeat the enemy or we will perish. That is the only option. When you have a why that is that strong and you develop a burn the ships mentality, you gain a key ingredient, resilience. If you are going to make it through this first year and beyond, you must develop a burn the ships mentality. You will need to have the hunger and develop the resilience and it is going to come from your why. So I want you to start thinking about and ask yourself the question, why am I in this industry? Why do I need to not quit? Why is my success imperative? Ask yourself those three questions and write down the answers. This is going to give you clarity and make you resilient. It will keep you focused on the goal and the task at hand. You must know your why. All right, my friends. So that is the chapter one, why. And kind of circling back to those other couple of questions that I asked you guys earlier to think about if someone were to ask you, what business are you in? If someone were to ask you, what do you do? If someone were to ask you, and those final few questions, you know, why are you in this industry? Why do you need not to quit? Why is success imperative? You know, those questions, they're questions you can ponder. Ask those questions, you know, spend some time, write some answers. I'd love to hear some of your feedback on those. I'd love to hear some of your answers. Um, if you're interested in sharing those with me, I'd be more than happy to, you know, kind of reply. You can shoot me a DM if you're on Instagram. It's just SunnyD1.0. Uh, or on Facebook, I'm SunnyDEE. Um, you can find me, I'm sure, on the comments, uh, message. Let me know some of your answers. I'd love to give you some feedback and just really just kind of see where you're at. But hopefully, you know, you're, as you're thinking about this chapter and the why chapter, it's kind of opened up your brain portal a little bit. Hopefully got into some of that tissue. You know, think about those brain aerobics. I mean, I haven't missed a day of programming in at least, I mean, probably going on 10 years since I really discovered the power of it. And I mean, it might be a 15 minutes, even in the shower, I might listen to something early in the morning, you know, and it, it might be different parts of the day. Some days I start out with it. Some days I do it in the morning, afternoon and at night. Some days if I got, you know, if I'm on the road, it's like a overdose, right? Can never get enough exercise for the mind. And listening to those stories through podcasts, through audiobooks, reading books, you hear, and you can identify you know, parts of yourself in those stories, but you can also hear the trials of tribulations and it, it connects you, especially when you're, you know, you're reading a book, you're learning about someone's success and you're like, man, and then you hear the story and you're like, whoa, right? I got a chance. <laughs> I didn't go through half of that stuff, right? <laughs> like I'm not even close to that. Like my life is looking like, 
you know, a, a, again, rainbow compared to the shit that they went through, right? And you start hearing some of this and then it kind of gives you a perspective. It gives you a hope, it gives you confidence and it gives you information and knowledge and, and optimism of, you know, you know come, overcoming certain things, obstacles that are in your way. And so definitely program in your mind. Your mind is being programmed one way or the other. It's just a matter of who's doing the programming. Is it, you know, negative input and you watching, you know, garbage on TV and reading about, you know, tragedy and death and destruction. I mean, that's happening every day. We know that. But on the other side of that are, are incredible. I shared a couple on uh, story time, I think yesterday about the Iron Cowboy. I mean, just incredible things that we as humans can do and can accomplish when we get focused and when we get resolute about things and we have a, a why and we have an anchor. And so that's why that chapter is so important, I think for me and why I wanted to include it. And I put it right there in the front of the book so you can think about that. So hopefully you guys enjoyed that. Um, hopefully you'll be uh, you'll be back tomorrow morning. Bring your coffee, get your bathrobe on, and get ready to roll. If you're on the East Coast, 9 a.m. tomorrow morning, I'll be back. If you're on the West Coast or in another country, whatever time that looks like for you, you might be three hours, four hours. Maybe this is the afternoon. I know I had some people uh, on the other side of the globe that join. You know so. But I'll be back 9 a.m. Eastern Time for story time tomorrow. We'll get into another chapter from the YFY book series. So I just want to thank you guys again for joining. Thank you for hanging out for the hour. Uh, hopefully this got your day started. Hopefully it kind of opened up your mind a little bit, got you thinking about some things. And that that was my goal, you know, as with, you know, pretty much every every time, just to get you to think about some things. And now especially we have a lot of time to think. Um, so think about those multiple flows. Think about, you know, trying some new stuff that maybe you were hesitant about. Hopefully maybe I gave you a nudge, push you over the edge. Don't worry about what other people think. They're going to talk shit about you regardless of what you do, right? You're going to do something great. You're going to do something not great. They're going to talk shit both about the great and the not great. So if they're going to talk shit anyway, then who gives a shit, right? Just do it anyway. So hopefully that gives you, uh, gives you some food for thought for your day. Take this with you. Um, share this story time with a friend. Bring somebody with you next time you come. Uh, watch it together. You know, share it with your team. Share it with a colleague, friend, or family. So thanks for hanging out. And if you guys, uh, I know I talked about this a little bit earlier, but I still have some shirts I'm giving away to my story time crew. So the ladies and men's fit, these are, uh, there's some, there's limited stock, they're free. Just go to thesalon1.net on my website under the YFY dropdown, you'll see YFY swag. So this is the iHeart YFYI shirt. You can get one for free. Um, you'll put in your size. If it's still available, it'll show. If it's not, it's sold out. And then when you go to checkout, you'll just use the promo code Storytime, and if it's the men's shirt, you'll put in Storytime M. If it's a women's shirt, you can put in Storytime W, and then that'll give you the shirt for free. You just pay like five bucks for shipping, and I'll send you one. So while supplies last, go grab one of those. And then all of the YFY books, if you wanna check those out, if you don't have one, or you wanna get one for somebody or for yourself, I'll write a nice little message in there for you, but you can get those 
just go to yourfirstyearin.com. And with that, um, all of the uh, books and things on our website, if you use the promo code TOGETHER, you'll be able to get 10% off of whatever you order. So hopefully that'll, um, that'll help you out. And appreciate you guys hanging with me today on Storytime. And I look forward to tomorrow morning. We'll be back, same time, same place. So have a good day, guys. And I'll talk to you soon. Hey guys, Sunny D here again. Just want to thank you guys for listening to that episode. I think I was bringing the heat, but really, you're the judge. Let me know in some comments, some feedback. If you would, I would really appreciate if you'd give the podcast a review, whether you're listening to it on Apple, on Anchor, on Spotify. Leave a review, leave a rating. That's going to help other people discover the podcast and help spread the YFYI message. Hopefully you got some takeaways. Hopefully it's got your mind thinking. It's got that brain tissue getting a little a little bit of flexibility now, getting stretched. And hopefully you're ready to get a broader perspective of exactly what you're doing. Try some new things, guys. Don't just wait for another thing to force you to do something different. Start making the changes and taking charge of your life now. I promise you, your future self will thank you for it. So thanks for tuning in to this episode of the YFY podcast. For all podcasts and all YFY info, you can go to yourfirstyearin.com. If you want to grab one of those free t-shirts, just go to the salon1.net. Look for the YFYI dropdown under YFYI swag and you just enter those promo codes that I talked about and you'll be able to get a free t-shirt. Just cover the shipping. It's like five bucks and I'll ship you the t-shirt while supplies last. So thanks again for tuning in guys. And remember, this is the podcast where you come to learn how to build your business right once or else you will be doomed to have to build it again. Thanks for listening and I'll see you on the next one.